The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to open up the hollowed halls of leadership. It's time to figure out what the secrets are to being a successful leader and running a successful organization. It's time for VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Your host is Jeff Smith, an executive coach and business leader who has over two decades of forward-thinking executive leadership as a human resources and operations professional. Now, Jeff and his guest experts are ready to share their tips and studies with you. Now, here is Jeff Smith. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. This is Jeff Smith, and you're listening to VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. And today on the show, I'm going to have Lee Hubert. Hey, so, Jeff. Hey, Lee. Great that you could be with us today. Wonderful. Yeah. So um, Lee is a regular participant of the show, as you guys know. And again, thanks for all the nice shout outs. We've heard from all kinds of people around the world. Uh, earlier today, I was one with somebody from uh, Abu Dhabi. So Susan Ward, great to talk to you. She's now in Thailand mm-hmm. and uh, you know talked a lot about serving leader to her. Uh, really appreciate it. Over the last couple of weeks, we've had folks like um, the f- authors of Chocolate or Lunch, uh, so Sharon and Nancy. And really, the the insights that they shared about building relationships, making choices, things like that, we're just going to continue to build on the theme about mm-hmm. relationships. Um, so today's topic, um, and we'll get your contact information here in just a second, but today's topic is really about um, – you know how to use your internal resources, mm-hmm. but what about all those other resources that are out there? What about when you need a speaker or a consultant or you need someone to come in and help lead your team through things? So we're going to talk from Lee and I have both uh, hired people before. We've been hired. Uh, we work with boards. We help organize boards. Sit on boards. Yeah, sit on boards. Um, I was in a board meeting yesterday, actually. Were you bored? <laughs> yeah, occasionally you get bored of those board meetings. So we're going to give you some just best practices about how do you use your resources that are outside of the organizations? Mm-hmm. What are, are some of our lessons learned? So, uh, again, it's Jeff Smith and Lee Huber from Voltage Leadership Consulting. Um, throughout the course of the week, if you ever want to email us, you can email me at Jeff Smith. So, it's Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Lee is Lee at VoltageLeadership.com. You can come to our website at www.VoltageLeadership.com. You can like like us on Facebook at Voltage Leadership. You can connect with me at Jeff Smith Voltage Leadership Consulting or Lee Hubert at Voltage Leadership Consulting. And then you can follow me on Twitter at JMU Jeff. So let's do a little dive into this. Uh, so Lee, you've been a facilitator, you've mm-hmm. been a coach, a speaker. Mm-hmm. So you've been hired many times. Mm-hmm. But you also have run your own human resource departments and mm-hmm. you've had to hire uh, facilitator, coaches, speakers, mm-hmm. and all that. So, mm-hmm. as we as we start to think about resources that we use from the outside, what's some of your thought process? What do you do as you start to think about bringing in some from externally? In, very interesting question. Thanks for it for teeing that up. The uh, uh, my mind always goes to something called the trusted advisor. Trusted advisor. Hmm. Yeah. That sounds. It's cool. heavy. It's heavy duty, and it's really good. And there's some, there's there's a lot of books and things written about it, but the the long and the short of it is the concept of the trusted advisor. You may. Mentioned on a previous show, you had an advisory board or advisory panel, some outside people that you trust and that you value their insight, and they may be seeing something that you don't. So there is value in bringing people in from the outside 
Um, I'm going to touch on a couple examples. Um, as a client in Lynchburg, actually clients all over the place, uh, Virginia, North Carolina, where since we are, quote, from the outside, um, we are not necessarily beholden to any internal culture mm-hmm. and all that that entails. And you people who are, you know who you are, I can see you there. So part of the reason that we add value is that because we're not, we're able to give you very good, professional, cordial, candid feedback about, you know, what we observe going on is what you're paying us to do, right? So in order to, you earn your your uh, your uh, status as a trusted advisor. It just doesn't happen automatically. It's a relationship. So why do people trust people from the outside? What is their motivation to bring people in? Sometimes it's self-serving. Sometimes it's window dressing. So see, we did something nice, right? So we can say, yeah, we tried. Mm-hmm. It's a half-hearted effort, you know. We try to avoid those at Voltage, we, yes. Yeah, we, we just, just don't. <laughs> well, I'm saying those, yeah, exactly. But when you, when, you, when you do bring somebody in, it's usually with intentionality. We use that word a lot. And, you know, what are the problems that we want to solve? And uh, how can these outside resources help us do that? So there's wisdom in... Uh, engaging those and engaging the right ones. And we're going to talk a little bit about how to go about doing that. Okay, good. Yeah, you know, so for me, um, interesting, I had one this morning. One of my clients has recently gone through um, a reduction in force. Mm -hmm. And I gave him a compliment today because what I was really impressed by is that lots of times people get so busy that right when they're the most stressed, that's mm-hmm. when they maybe cancel an appointment with a consultant or mm-hmm. a coach or mm-hmm. uh, this is an organization. They're not really cutting so much from a strictly financial. It's more of a, we want to take uh, some of the resources from here. Mm-hmm. We can't f- afford to fund this part of the business. Let's go someplace else. Mm-hmm. But even then, you scrutinize every dollar. Mm-hmm. And what I really complimented on was he actually used me more in the last five months mm-hmm. than he had previously. And he says, oh, my gosh, Jeff, you know, the, the reason I used you so much is you were my thinking partner. Mm-hmm. Everyone else internally was running around. I couldn't always share with them what was going on. Mm-hmm. I had lots of other people that um, they had their vested interests. But they might want to protect jobs in their department. Mm-hmm. I was sort of that Switzerland, as we like to use. Yeah, right? you know, Swiss uh, Army knife. Here he is. I was the safe spot yes. that he could go have a conversation. We didn't always have a regular hour sit down either. Some mm-hmm. of our conversations were 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Like, hey, Jeff, I just got new information. Could you just be a thinking partner for me for 15 minutes? Listen to what I'm saying and give me some suggestions and advice. So to Lee's point, often because I'm not in the day in and day out uh, mm-hmm. drama, the speed of drama? the Yeah. There's but, drama? Exactly. There's speed in this organization. There's some drama. I can be that that good resource on the outside. Mm-hmm. I will also say, you know, look, when I was internal, sometimes, you know, I've ran my own HR departments, Lee's done something similar. There's this sense of like, well, what am I, chopped liver? I'm internal. Like, yes. you know, I'm not, yeah. am I not good enough? Yes, what? you are chopped liver. That's, yes, that's what I it am. feels like. Yes, it does sometimes. And so what I would also say is, as you are thinking about whether you know you, the listener, are head of HR or you're running your own operation unit or you're the founder of the company, and you're like, you know, should I be using an internal resource or an external resource? Yes. You yeah, should be yeah. using both. The answer is you yes. should have trusted advisors in both spots. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that external is that person though that can give it to you honestly, because I'm not counting on you for my paycheck. Exactly. Yes, you're paying me, but honestly, mm-hmm. a good trusted advisor Voltage, we've got more business than we can handle. That's mm-hmm. a great problem. Mm-hmm. But we're always looking for more customers that we can help support and grow. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't feel beholden to any one person so that I can be honest and direct. Honest and direct. That's, yeah. that's very, very good. How about, how about you, Lee? Where you seem? Well, you mentioned the word thought partner. That's, mm. a, that's a key thing. And we work with clients of, of all different types and you know verticals and sizes, right? It might be huge healthcare organizations around the world, global operations, manufacturing, technology, all over the place, right? So some have very well-developed HR departments or OD functions. Some actually have an army of people still that we engage with them. Um, other times, their structure is such that there's it's a very small department or sometimes a department of one mm. or one or two. And these folks are really busy. They all, they want to do the right thing. They want to, they have, you know, they're meritorious. They want to do the right thing. Their intentions are good for the organization. Sometimes they're just overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And you, that word thought partner, it's like it's, it's, there's a therapeutic value to this in addition to a business deliverable where if you got somebody who's running and gunning and you'll recognize them by the stressed out look in their eyes sometimes um, by their maybe complaint that they've gained 10 pounds over the last quarter that I'm not sure where it came from and there never seems to be enough hours in a day. And on, this is in misery loving company this is just a statement of fact we're in q1 it's an intense busy time right get the year off the ground so especially those folks to be their trusted advisor they know they need to do something they just don't have the resources available sometimes on the inside to do it so we're very judicious very studied very actually i'll say kind of conservative in our approach to it where you know we want to engage with the right people for the right reasons you know you're going to pay us like you say we have lots of business and you know we're good at what we do that's not and that's never the issue the issue is can we if positively impact you so you can impact your company and help you know the the community that your company is is uh, doing business in okay good you know so i think that there are multiple roles here so let's uh, let's t- start to peel the onion back here start mm-hmm. and then we'll continue this after a break mm-hmm. but there are boards there's advisors. yes 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 there are there yes. are boards there's boards there's advisory boards there's coaches mm-hmm. there are consultants mm-hmm. um, you know there's a speaker there's facilitators. So mm-hmm. let's start to just peel that back a little bit. I'm, I'm going to start with speaker and facilitator. Okay. As you know, that's where part of my energy is. Yeah. Let's and, start at, and at the risk of being self-serving, that was perfectly fine. Part of the things that we, part of the things that we do at Voltage and like to do are a lot of platform presenting. We get hired to do keynotes and the resultant, you know, workshops and offsites that result from that. But I just want to touch on one distinction because you brought it up. Since the distinction between speaking and facilitating. Mm, yeah. Let's talk about that. Big one, right? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know, speaker is it somebody who who's going to be on the platform giving a keynote? Is it 60 minutes, 90 minutes, whatever the case may be? Who is that person with their qualifications? Are they following a professional speaking motif? Now, facilitation is quite the opposite, right? And I'll throw in the word training too, right? Because they're all three distinct. Training is, you know, a presentation. I'm, I'm delivering content. Probably interact a fair amount. But it, there's a, it's less of that facilitative type thing. Facilitation, I'm, I'm driving, but I'm, I'm pushing you all in the right direction. And I've had to learn that the hard way because I'm very high eye in the disc, as you know. Mm. And I talk a lot. I'm waiting. I've never seen this happen. Okay, Keep I'm, going. I'm yeah, shocked. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for my time. Okay, I'm, I'm being patient. Okay, I'm shocked. <laughs> I, I You're being a thought partner. I understand. It's, that's really good. So, you know, in, in facilitator mode, which I've really grown at skill over the years, is, is somewhat the art of asking great questions. Mm-hmm. So I've got a team of people, I can think of the healthcare team with the CEO in the room, 20 or 30 managers, and I'm facilitating a process. It's either uh, coming out problem solving or process improvement or uh, something that they've teed up from diagnostics like stop, start, continue. How are we going to do this? And I will always ask in facilitator mode, you know, the AOB thing. 
What actions should you take? Who owns it? And what are the behaviors that support it? I mean, I could talk for days about either of those. I could say hello for 30 minutes if I had to. But that's not the point. The point is I'm facilitating at that Mm -hmm. point. Training is good for delivering the content, and it's usually based on needs analysis. And like you know, sometimes, and and you'll get your attention in a second, uh, when we do diagnostics, a lot of times a client will come to us and say, fix this little situation over here, fix that person over there, then we will be okay. And that's, you know, going down the water line, as you know. And then almost always I'll, I'll push back a little bit and say, okay, let's go up the water line a couple of clicks. Is this a functional situation? And they'll say, what do you mean? I said, well, have, is everything clear? Are the roles, responsibilities, and expectations clear? Is that the, re- the reason why farther down the water line people are squeaking? So you want me to train somebody down there? Sure, I can do that. But let's, you know, really understand fully, you know, what it is that we're talking about. Yeah, so um- – let me recap here in this section. Uh, we're really talking about you know how to use your internal resources. When do you use external resources, even if it's an internal, how you use an internal consultant? So one of the things that uh, Lee's been talking about I really love is this facilitator. So times to use a facilitator mm-hmm. is when you think it's going to be a controversial topic. Contentious. Contentious. Mm-hmm. When it might be a new area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got one group right now that uh, two different groups are coming together to form a new department. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want it to be like there's a winning department and a losing department. Oh, it's my department. No, it's right. your department. It's my right. department. And so a facilitator can probably ask thought-provoking questions, challenge the group, and get them to a new spot. Mm-hmm. I'd also say, you know, um, if it's going to be one where you really want to be a participant, mm-hmm. invite a facilitator in. So it can be your human resource department. It can mm-hmm. be a sister department. It can be an external resource like us. Mm-hmm. But you want to be a real participant. It's hard to participate fully when you're trying to manage the time, mm-hmm. when you're trying to watch all the body language and all that. So if it's going to be contentious or you want to be fully engaged, mm-hmm. great time for facilitator. Absolutely. Yeah. And so um, what I'd say is after the break, we'll continue to go through some other ways that you use external resources and okay. what are the right ones? When do we use them there? So we'll pick up a little bit more on facilitation. Uh, thanks for being with us so far today. And Lee and I will be back in two minutes. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you are you finding your frequency it can be described as that space between failure and success it's the future of digital media it's finding your voice it's engaging topics content and ideas jeff and ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects it's about making the mistakes taking the chances summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try decide to learn decide that you have something to say and find your frequency live fridays at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time on the voice of America Variety Channel. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. 
Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. And I'm so glad that you could be with us today. It's Jeff Smith. I'm here today with Lee Huber from mm-hmm. Voltage Leadership Consulting. Lee, mm-hmm. thanks yeah. for being here today. Yes, sir. Yeah, so um, we're really trying to help you understand how do you utilize the best, the resources to accomplish the goals that you're trying to achieve. So Lee and I recently on a show, we're really talking about how do you get your desired outcomes in 2017. Mm-hmm. And so... You are pretty good at using your internal resources. Today's conversation is about what do you do and what should you look for when you're bringing in folks from the outside mm-hmm. and what are some of the best practices. So for the break, we've been talking about facilitators. And so I just want to wrap that up and then, Lee, get ready to think about speaking. I know a topic mm-hmm. near and dear to both of our sure, hearts. Sure, but of course. I speak all the time. Yeah, so we'll hit that. Um, facilitators, though, um, inside or outside, you know, what I'd say is the, the more contentious, the more there might be something at risk then I would encourage you to think about an outside facilitator. Mm -hmm. Um, I was working with somebody last week, though, where we decided to use an internal. So it's someone that I coach, Mm -hmm. and we said, oh, it's a two-day offsite, and it was really about organizing their own work within their department. Mm -hmm. But we were really intentional about letting each person get about a half day's worth of facilitation. Mm -hmm. The person that I was coaching, uh, it's up in Canada, um, came back and said, it was good, but a couple of them felt like they had to be in that expert spot. Mm -hmm. And they were missing sort of the facilitation, and they felt like when they had the baton, I like to think about it, Mm -hmm. and they were in control of the room, they really held on tight. Mm-hmm. So I gave them some suggestions for how to facilitate in the future. What I want you to know, though, is that's an example of what can happen. Mm-hmm. When you use an internal resource, they feel like, I've got to have the answer. Mm-hmm. I've got to, like, really, you know, am I going to upset a peer? Am I going to frustrate somebody? Be perfect. Don't right. make any mistakes. I'm on. Right. And so one of the benefits of using an external facilitator is – hey, they're there to ask the tough questions, mm-hmm. to keep track of the time, to uh, sort of go into that murky space that no one wants to talk about. The you know, murky space. The murky space. Nice. Oh, murky. That's the ether now. There's also that ability to ask the hard question. Mm. You know, that sometimes um, my friend Joanne Losey and I, we're, we were facilitating a group about two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, and you could just see the room was avoiding a topic. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like, okay, and uh, Joanne and I were co-facilitating. It was a full kind of nine-hour day. I wrote a note, all right, are you going to take it on or am I going to take it on? Mm-hmm. You know, it was so obvious to mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. And so I got up there and just said, hey, look, there's a topic you guys just don't want to seem to talk about. Here it is. Mm-hmm. And so, again, that's what a facilitator can come in and do is ask the tough questions. What to look for. So I think it's going to be a little bit similar between a facilitator and a speaker, but I'll cover the facilitator and then you can maybe talk about sure, okay. how to use a speaker, what sure, to look sounds for. Sounds good. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. So facilitators, they should have some experience. 
Mm-hmm. They should probably they should meet with you ahead of time mm-hmm. and get your clear desired outcomes. Mm-hmm. What are the top two to three things that you want? Mm-hmm. What is off limits? Is there some topics that we're just not going to cover? Mm-hmm. What's the scope of what we want to cover? Mm-hmm. Scope is a great word. Yep. They should be able to help you craft a really good agenda, mm-hmm. but it should also be an agenda that's flexible. And if we had a topic where we need to go for a while, that they, they can do that. Mm-hmm. They should also, their ego should not be the leading thing. Because mm-hmm. as Lee alluded to in the first segment is, it's not about us, the mm-hmm. facilitator. Mm-hmm. It's about you. Mm-hmm. And so if we're spending too much time talking, that's probably not you know the best thing. That's not facilitation. Right. Facilitation is about asking good questions, but mm-hmm. it's also about challenging and getting to action. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you've got folks that are not too academic mm-hmm. and are just throwing models at you, mm-hmm. but are looking to say, what are the actions that we're looking for, mm-hmm. what are the desired outcomes, mm-hmm. and they push you to it. Mm-hmm. But one final thing that I just encourage you, it should be a good match with you. Is that a personality that you want? Mm-hmm. You know, so I've got one one friend of mine that's an excellent facilitator. She, though, is kind of coming off the top ropes, Lee. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a bam. Oh, you're, right. You're going to be know that, you know, she's from New York. Shazam. You know, at the end Forget of the, about it. Bada bing. You know at the end of the day that she's been there. Okay. That doesn't work for all cultures. You think? For, well, and, you know, that's okay. For some cultures, though, sure, that works course. great. I'm more of a co-collaborator. Right. We're in a partnership together. Right, right. Occasionally, I don't say it as direct as I should, though. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you have to find who you comfortable with. That's a great point. That really is a great point. Yeah. There's times when I facilitated conflict resolution sessions. Yeah. We call them a number of different things, join-ups, whatever you want to call it. To your earlier point, you know, we fully understand what the needs are, the, what, what's the problem. There's some energy around something. And I did p- depict it, describe it as if, What's the problem that just never seems to go away? Mm. And you, it's almost, it's, we're basically interventionists at that point for right. cultural, you know, interventionists. Mm. So we pull people aside and say, look, I'm facilitating, I'm driving, I'll tee things up and I'm the closer, okay? And I'm going to ask each of you a bunch of questions. And if it gets too energized, I'll reel it in. So we make it safe. You know, it's a good, you know, professional safe thing. But it, it's a sign of great respect. And, you know, a lot of leadership, they won't go there because it's easier just to avoid it. Yeah. And it's not fair to everybody. It's not fair to the person who needs the feedback or the organization because they got married. These people are talented people. So instead of having the uh, facilitated discussion with the trusted advisor, uh, who's compatible with your culture and your team, they avoid the whole thing. So in some conflict resolution sessions, it sounds like this. You know, I'll have two people there. It might be uh, a boss and a direct report. It might be two peers. It might be two peers and uh, their boss. And uh, the, we'll run through the process. And at the end, I'll ask each of them, what do you need from each other? And then to your earlier point about actions, I use actions, ownership, and behaviors. So as people get energized, I'll say, well, well, reel it in. I say, what's the next step we need to take? Or we talked about in our last show about what's important now, when. We just have to focus on breathing through the next step here. You know, people want to revisit the past, recriminate, don't care. Don't right. care. So, and that bleeds a little bit into coaching. So I want to come back to that in a little bit. Okay. Right. So good. Um, Speaking, right? So we get invited to do these speeches yes. and, you know, like, why do people want a speaker? You know, so what, you know, our listeners are out there, you know, they're, they're, they come to us to, to get best practices and all that. But, mm-hmm. you know, why do people call you? You know, I know, I know some of my reasons. I, I know that I'll be speaking in Dallas for Roche at the end of mm-hmm. uh, February. You mm-hmm. know, I know you've got several speeches already in February, early March. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the difference? You know, well, first, why do people hire you to speak? And what's the purpose of speaking? You know, what are they hoping to get out of it? We well, got a couple different flavors. That's a great question. First of all, well, what's the intent of, of the speaking engagement? Is it a keynote, which mm-hmm. is a formal, you know, uh, platform uh, part of a, a business meeting? 
is it a keynote plus a workshop plus a breakout session? So a couple of the guidelines, and and these are all good things, right? Um, Before you engage with a speaker of any sort, you need to do a little P&P, a little planning and preparation. You should know uh, what your needs are and what the desired outcomes are, to use your your word. I'm still in this P&P. You said P&P. 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 Okay, come on. Elevate now. Elevate now. Plan and prep. Plan and preparation. So uh, and, and a lot of times, you know, we'll, we'll offer packages, right? Do you want just a speech? Okay, tell me what are the must-haves. Mm-hmm. Tell me what are the must-avoids, kind of what you just talked about. Tell me about the things that are culturally out of bounds. And, you know, you need to do that diligence. People don't realize a lot of times the work that goes in on the front end for just a 60-minute speech, a keynote right. speech. There's, there's a lot of hours. Yeah, I was going to say, I generally, for a, a normal speech like that, if I've already done the speech before, mm-hmm. I still have three to four hours of prep. Mm-hmm. If I've never done the speech, it's eight to 15 hours probably. Right. There's a ratio that says for about every uh, 1,000 or X number of words that you're going to be speaking on the platform, there's a corresponding Y of research. Yeah. And it's more than people think. So, you know, uh, the other thing I would add is, you know, when you're looking for somebody, get somebody who's confident. I mean, when you get to the part about, okay, what do you charge for this and all that? And if they start immediately backpedaling, my antenna would go up. Sure. Because a lot of times, you know, people just starting out, okay, I get that. You got to reduce your fee and all that. That's to get business. And everybody understands that. But the reality is if you've got somebody who is a subject matter expert, who's confident, their credentials are great. They've done it before. They're the real thing. And they have fun doing it. And you walk away from that experience, whether it's the keynote or the offsite or the the workshop, going, wow, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we want. We want the jazz factor okay it grieves me and it grieves people at voltage to have you know to hear from potential clients and to call from colleagues that say you know we tried to do this but it didn't come off as expected and it was kind of a dud and it's like oh okay well you should have probably talked about this more and doing the things we're talking about right here yeah let me hit that for just a second too so i've hired tons so uh, not even me being hired but you know i used to help uh, global training and uh, development with mm-hmm. uh, capital one so we hire people a lot mm-hmm. um and so one of the things that I would just keep an eye out for is, you know, Lee alluded to it, but I want to see that they understand us mm-hmm. and not that they're presenting just on what they're curious about mm-hmm. and their own agenda. Mm-hmm. So I'd make sure that they really understand the audience, mm-hmm. um, what is unique about your audience, mm-hmm. and make sure they can adapt what they're talking about mm-hmm. to the audience. That's a great point. Yeah. So Lee and I get hired a good bit. We've done a lot of work with healthcare and laboratories and lots mm-hmm. of other businesses. I understand labs. You know, I've worked in labs. I've managed Mm -hmm. labs. I've hired a lot of laboratories. Mm -hmm. So when I'm in there, I know the difference between a blood banker and uh, a med tech and and microbiologist. Cytopath all that. Right. You know, a histologist. Those are things that, you know, a lot of people don't know. I don't know everything about them, but I know enough to know Mm -hmm. and how this audience is going to show up. Mm -hmm. So when I'm in there using examples, I'm going to talk about the bench. I'm going to talk about, you know, what's it like to to Mm -hmm. be there? You know, I know that, that, you know, there's a real shortage of med techs in the United States and what you're feeling and how retention is so critical. Absolutely. And so I'm not just coming and giving my normal speech about succession planning Mm -hmm. or time management. I'm going to know what it's like to be in a laboratory. So Mm -hmm. I think as you're thinking about who to bring in, who to hire, Mm -hmm. make sure that they really can connect with the audience. So it can't just be good content. They must connect with the audience. I've seen Lee speak plenty of times. I know he does this well, Lee. What else you you got on that? Well, to that point, I mean, they have to have a depth of knowledge to be a subject matter expert. And your audience will see it and and feel it in a heartbeat if Mm -hmm. if that's not the case. So the thing is, be planning two steps, two steps ahead. Mm -hmm. You know, paging Dr. Murphy, okay, what could possibly go wrong? Murphy. Dr. Murphy and Murphy's Law, his right. legal partner, will show up sometimes. 
So you can tell the savvy presenters who have been there, done that, they're not going to freak out. They've got fallback plans in place. Your event will go off as scheduled as opposed to you being the owner and they're going to say, well, who brought this person in? Oh, thanks a lot, right? So there's a little bit of uh, internal political risk there. Then you get over to things like the actual content delivery itself. You know, we talked a little bit about what to look for in a speaker. Things I like to see and have experienced and have been heard about are uh, presence, authenticity, you know, energy. You mentioned the ability to connect with the audience. So those are kind of intangible things where you have it or you don't. Right. And if you don't, it's going to come through. Um, other things, are, are they formally trained? Do people understand, you know, some of the technical things like uh, a Churchill model, a Lincoln model, triads in a speech? You know, so people have natural ability like me. But in addition to that, they, there's, there's, there's an academic component to it as well. So it's not just flying by the seat of your pants, right? People have spent a lot of time preparing either formally or informally to do this. That's great, Lee. Lots of wonderful suggestions for us to be able to figure out when to use a speaker, the type of speakers we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we uh, pick back up after the break, uh, I've got a funny story that I'd like to share real quick. And then then we'll move over to, let's talk a little bit about coaching and then drift over into some boards. So we'll be back with you in just two minutes. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at voltageleadership.com. Now back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. 
Welcome back. So glad that you've been with us so far today. We are talking about external resources and how to use them, when to use them, what to look for, and mm-hmm. some best practices. Mm-hmm. We've got Lee Hubert here, who's yes, a, a nationally uh, sought-after speaker, facilitator, coach. Uh, we've been able to, at Voltage, put together a team that, that can provide a lot of these services, but we've also been the ones that hired a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. And so we're just trying to share some of our best practices and lessons learned. Um, so just a real quick funny story, Lee, um, that I promised before the break was – I'm down in Miami. I won't name the organization, but mm-hmm. I'm there and I'm going to be facilitating two days of training. Mm-hmm. And so you were talking about you've got to have people that don't get flustered too too much. Mm-hmm. I'm all set up. I've gone in the night before. I've checked it out. So, you know, I'm a very prepared mm-hmm. uh, speaker. This is more of a training mm-hmm. facilitation speaking that I'm doing. And uh, everything all set up. I get there, you know, 7.15 in the morning set up. Mm. We're supposed to start at 8.30. It gets to be about 7.45. I'm just mm. a bit surprised no one's come because Hello. it's Miami and there's some traffic mm-hmm. and yada, yada, yada. So then it gets to be 8 o'clock. Now I'm starting to freak out a little bit. I'm like, where is everybody? I mean, I've got everything lined up. There's 37 people supposed to be here. Oh. I've got everything lined up. 8.15, still no way there. 8.30, I finally get a call. We're supposed to be starting. I'm like, clearly something wrong. I'm yeah. trying to call the headquarters. I haven't right. set this up. Right. An external agency set this up. Finally, I, I call. Uh, no, somebody calls me. I'm mm-hmm. like, it's an unrecognized number. Mm-hmm. And it's this guy saying, are you Jeff Smith? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yes. That he goes, be. aren't you supposed to be facilitating a session? I'm like, yes. yes. And they were at, um, I was at a Hilton and they were at a Hilton Garden Inn. Oh. And so I'm in a spot that had been reserved, but the brochure had gone out with Hilton Garden Inn. Oh. So everyone is 40 minutes away. So it was a printing error. It was a printing error. It was a typo. Error. Yes. All of that for a typo. So, you know, I said, well, let's think about this. Oh, a lot wow. harder to get 37 people to me sure. than me to them. Yep. So I sprint oh, out. Oh, good. You are a good man. And was able to negotiate a contract. Yep. We, we got a room. Right. So we ended up, it was like I said, two days. We went and just stayed there for the second day. Sure, of course. All that. You know, and I just, we only lost about an hour's worth of stuff. Right. I'm, I shortened up lunch, you know, right, knocked right. down exercise. You know, for the first half an hour, my heart was racing. Yes. But but I would say, look, this is going to happen. And so right. you're going to want speakers and facilitators that have been through a war or two. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I was able to have pull off. We got great reviews mm. and ended up the organization I was doing it for, they ended up doing it again the next year. We sold out the next year. <sighs> so, you know, as well as you've got to be able to have someone that can kind of fly and handle that. Yeah. I don't want that done again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're done that. Not going back. Glad I did it once. <laughs> well, that's demonstrable what you were talking about. There's poise. Okay. Right. Um, you know, in the places I've spoken, you know, places in Southeast uh, Atlanta, up in DC for G2 for labs, uh, Charlotte, uh, different places around the Southeast. I, you know, things will happen. I can think of one client locally here. You're familiar with a manufacturing, global manufacturer. We get to the venue and everything's ready to go, and the little bulb on the little device burns <laughs> out. So I've literally got 12 minutes before all these people are going to start showing up, and I'm being challenged. Yes, you I, and were. I thought, I am going to pass this test. So I thought, okay, my mind is racing, right? But it, racing towards a solution, not panic or anything. Right. So I thought, this is, and I'm demonstrating what you were just talking about, right? You have to have somebody who's get savvy, who's not going to freak out, who's going to make it happen, right? So I get on the phone, I'm dialing around people in my loca- locale. Unfortunately, we have clients there, right? So I call one of them up, hey, how you doing? By the way, can I pop over to your ID department and, and, and climb onto one of your projectors? Surely, no problem. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> it's like, it would have been tough to do other than that. But the point is, we like to your point, we pulled it off. That's right. The show must go on, and it did. We had rave reviews when it was all good. So, you know, when you're talking about speakers, you want to make sure you get somebody who can, you know, has the savvy to navigate like that. 
Let's shift it to a little different spot. Let's go to this uh, executive coaching and, you know, that trusted relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, we get hired a lot as coaches, mm-hmm. right? And, boy, I really value and honor that every time. You know, it's a… Um, it's a privilege. Yeah, it is a privilege. That's a great word. To, that someone's going to trust their future. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those hard ones where I understand why some people uh, don't want an internal coach. I've been both. So I've been on the inside, been an internal coach. Mm-hmm. I've been in charge of hiring coaches from the inside. Mm-hmm. I'm now an external coach, mm-hmm. um, but I also hire some of my own coaches. Sure. You know, so I feel like I'm in the, the whole spectrum. Here's what I'd say is that the the internal coach can be really beneficial. Mm-hmm. I sort of think at sort of a director, manager, frontline, mm-hmm. internal coaching may be the best. Mm-hmm. They, they can follow you around. They can give you a lot of specific feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can uh, be there. Just make sure they've got some training and coaching, mm-hmm. you know, and understand um, how to serve the person well mm-hmm. and that they're not serving themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes coaches get into it to sort of feel good about themselves. Of course. You know, so watch that. Yeah. But again, often that's great. Mm-hmm. What I find a lot of times is you get into that senior director, vice president C-suite, mm-hmm. there's just enough politics and enough pressure that as an internal person, mm-hmm. can that person really be as honest and direct as possible? Wow, that's a tough one. Right. And so, you know, for my HR friends out there that say, why can't that, why doesn't that person come to me? I get it because yeah. you're in an impossible spot of, right. you know, you've got a vice president a little frustrated. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm thinking of recently uh, uh, an HR person hired me who's a friend and a wonderful coach could could have done the job. Mm-hmm. But it was her boss, yeah. the CEO, Hello. and the COO who directs a lot of her work. Mm-hmm. So how honest and direct could she be when these two are really writing her paycheck? And so she pulled me in and said, Hey, I trust you. You know, I trust that you can come in and help get this unstuck. Really, it wasn't a terrible situation. It was just trying to get them aligned and communicating more effectively. But I can come in and say, did you say it that way? Oh, quit whining. Like, I could just be that direct and honest because they're just one of many clients. It's interesting you make that point. I had a similar situation. Some of it was in person. Some of it was actually a conference call from all over the place. And I'll I'll use misdirection or indirect. Mm -hmm. I'll use the person X. I'll call it Tom. Tom is very high D, uh, very direct to the point, almost bull in the china shop, gets great results, okay? So I'll describe Tom to this other person that may there may be conflict. But as you know, Tom is very sedate. He's very calm. He's very meek and mild. Doesn't, you know, raise, doesn't, you know, rock the boat a lot. And all the people are there going, okay, you okay, Lee? What's going on here? Well, okay, you're listening to me now. You, You get the point. So I'm covering that what can be contentious conflict type uh, material, but doing it in a very delicate way. Other times, like you, I'll just say, you know what? Um, If I was the boss, I would have pulled uh, some of these people behind the manager's closed door and said, do you like working here? And if you do, don't do this again. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. So a few things for me from um, hiring coaching and what to look for. And, you know, we get asked this question almost weekly. Um, so a few things. One, uh, confidentiality is just critical. It, it's a given, mm-hmm. but you've got to be able to trust that coach uh, understands it. And the confidentiality sometimes means, you know, we're going to pull together the whole team, mm-hmm. right? So I'm in one scenario right now where I'm coaching the mm-hmm. whole executive team mm-hmm. where I will protect what we say. Mm-hmm. But when I see conflicts happening on the team, mm-hmm. I'm going to pull them together. Now, I'm not going to say Lee said this mm-hmm. and Jennifer said this right. and Debbie said that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come together and say, hey, here's some conflicts. Mm-hmm. We need to get that together and talk. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to protect the confidentiality. So confidentiality is number one. right? Huge. Second, is this person a culture fit? 
And, mm-hmm. and do they do they match what you're trying to do? Do they fit into the style? Because that's going to be really important. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that this coach is also a partner? You know, really what it should be is someone that wants to see you succeed, see the organization succeed. Mm-hmm. When I come in and engage, I'm there to really say, what can we do to help you be successful, which drives the organization to success, mm-hmm. right? Um, do they have a good experience? And so experience matters. So sometimes you need someone that's a subject matter expertise. Mm-hmm. So I would want you to be thinking about, okay, do you want someone that's come from your field and you need sort of more technical information? Mm-hmm. Or do you need leadership or team building or culture work? Interesting. You need to really think about that. Mm-hmm. So literally um, just last week, I was interviewed by somebody who is going to be a CEO. They're, the, they're sort of a CEO right now. There's just a few gaps that they want to close. Mm-hmm. He is in a marketing space. Mm-hmm. His original thought was he was going to hire a marketing coach. Mm-hmm. But what he realized was, I know how to do marketing really well. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so high in the organization, I don't really need help with my marketing. Mm-hmm. I need help getting people to buy into my mission, mm-hmm. my vision. I need some people to think about uh, how do I develop my staff and my talent. Mm-hmm. Those are strengths of mine. Mm-hmm. And so I told him, hey, yeah, if you need marketing and you need to co- occasionally get a marketing coach, go for it. Mm-hmm. But if you need leadership development, you need, you know, how do you put your vision out there, how to communicate well, how to give people feedback, boy, I think I think we're a great match. He ended up hiring me because it was the right match. But that's what you should be thinking about is what is your need? What is your desired outcome? Well, and to your point about the trusted advisor, I mean, trust is earned, and it's an interesting perch to sit on. I mean, I'm like you. you, You'll sit on this perch, you'll hear all these data points, and you'll hear things that – that are parts of each person's silo and it's our role a lot of times to bust the bunkers and you know hey bring your head up above the silo get make line of sight eye kite air is nice up here breathe okay breathe my friend (laughs) breathe deep so i'll be privy to things that i'll know but they won't and i'll never you know violate that but there are also times i'll go offline with maybe a subcomponent of the team in fact i'm doing that routinely now i'll bring the right people in the room might be two maybe three people and say Here's my observations, and it's a form of crucial conversation, but it's coaching, right? We're going to push you a little bit, right? and it's you know that's what they're paying us to do. Mm-hmm. If you want us to come in here and glad hand you and be another yes person, that's really not what we're doing. We're not interested in doing that. So you present the feedback and present it in such a way where it's cordial and professional, and they can, they can hear it. And I'll, I'll even say the words, okay, pay attention to what I'm about to say now. I give them the heads up. I want you to listen to, for content. Okay, are you listening to me for content? Just to give them to clear up their mind out because I don't know what they're what was going on prior to that. And most of the time they do. Yeah, you know. And so a couple other questions I could just get asked to hit real quick before the break is, um, how long should we be in a coaching relationship? It depends. I hate to answer it that way, but right. it depends. You know, there's some that you know I'm doing one right now that uh, we're debriefing a 360 and we're debriefing feedback. It'll be two to three sessions because right. it's real specific. Right. Let's make sure they put together a plan and then they'll carry forth. Right. There's others I've been with for five years right. that we kind of ebb and flow how much we do. Sure. There's been some. I can think of you one. You coach both ebb and flow? I did. They're on the same team. They're right. on the same team. All right. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was with somebody the other day, both uh, the long and short. So the short and the long of it. So, both so you the got the team. ebb and the flow and the long and the short of it. You got oh, it. But – you know, there's not a set answer. What I sh- would say is make sure that you have some clear goals, mm-hmm. set some clear expectations, check in on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. What you want to watch out for, and I find that sometimes is it becomes a good conversation mm-hmm. and we drift away from coaching. Mm-hmm. And so the coaching can be real strategic. And other times it can be things that are like real tasks that day. Like, hey, I just had a tough conversation. Can you help me think through the conversation? Mm-hmm. 
And so for you, what I'd say when you're thinking about hiring a coach for your organization, for yourself, make sure it's a good fit. Mm -hmm. Make sure that they have the type of things that match with what you want to work on. Mm -hmm. Set some clear ground rules. I generally say start with about a six-month contract. Mm -hmm. That's long enough to know that you made significant change. But it's also enough pressure to say there's some urgency Mm -hmm. and we need to create that urgency to make sure we get it done. And then let's revisit. Excellent. And speaking of urgency, you know, we're up against it for a break again. So, Lee, this this conversation is fantastic. When we come back from break, we're going to wrap up the show with a little conversation around um, how do you interact with boards and our best practices from hiring people from the outside. So thanks for being with us. We'll see you in two minutes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. I'm here today with Lee Hubert. Mm-hmm. Lee's here. Thank yes, you, Lee. Yes, sir. So we've been talking about um, hiring resources uh, external to come in and help you for various situations. We just wrapped up a conversation around how do you go about hiring maybe a speaker, an executive coach. We're going to wrap today with a little bit of the board. How do I interact with my board? You're a rap artist? I am a rap artist. We will not give this full justice. We'll, we'll have a whole show dedicated later in the year to board engagement. Uh, how do we do that? But I want to recognize that that's an important resource to you as well. And how do we interact? Mm-hmm. Not all of my listeners will necessarily be in a board relationship. Some it will be an advisory board. Mm-hmm. Some it's an actual voting board. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's what I'd say. To those leaders that understand that the board is there to help them, mm-hmm. they have a better relationship. Mm-hmm. When they look at the board as somebody that's micromanaging or uh, dominating them or mm-hmm. you know pushing down on them, mm-hmm. almost invariably I find somebody that's in what we call the dreaded drama triangle. And yes, they they feel like they're a victim. The persecutor is the board, yes. and they're they're kind of hoping for me or somebody else to, to be rescue, the rescue. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so 
again, frame of mind is going to matter. The board is there to help with things like succession planning, mm-hmm. strategic thinking, mm-hmm. being able to take a step back and say, where's the market going? Mm-hmm. What have we been hearing? And there, there's a, a word that we've used in previous show as accountability partner, mm-hmm. because they only come in maybe once a month, once a quarter, mm-hmm. two times a year. What they're doing is you get busy day in and day out running your operations. Mm-hmm. They're only coming in and getting little segments of the business. Mm-hmm. And they're asking, hey, wait a second. You said you were going to go really work on this new product. And We've been gone for three months, and I don't see much traction. What have mm-hmm. you been doing? Mm-hmm. Those are reasonable things to ask. And they are. But what can happen is it feels like, oh, I'm going to get defensive and be like, well, let me tell you about what happened, and we lost this person, this yes. key resource. Yes. So the better that you can form a relationship with your board mm-hmm. and have it a two-way conversation, mm-hmm. it's a collaboration, I can almost guarantee you will have success. Let me knit those things together. Please, You, you want to coach your board. Ooh, nice. Yeah, because so we just came to about talking about coaching. And there is an application to coach the board. Or uh, I'll say either the, the board chair or the, the major influencers. If there's X number of people on the board, whatever it is, 10 people, 15 sure. people, and there's only one or two people, a CEO and you know, people uh, that are connected to the board directly, um, that's a tough thing to be, you know, just drinking from the fire hose, you know, from 15 different directions. Mm-hmm. It's good counsel, and I think it's good coaching, managing up to the board, voting board, to say, Here's how it would be helpful for us to work together. Because a lot of people are intimidated to do that. Oh, my God, it's the board. You can't do that. Somebody will get their nose. Oh, no, no, that's, that's wrong. Everybody wants the same thing. Right. We want what's good, right for your organization. We want a good outcome. We want, we want success. So it's unlike, uh, not unlike a lot of other coaching relationships. How are we going to work together? What language should we be talking? It's not even unlike speaking or facilitating. Do I know your audience? Who Think about it. Who's on the board? A lot of these folks are you know, retired executives or active executives, and they've got big careers and lots of experience, right? So the wealth of knowledge and experience to tap there, just sometimes the the minutia around it prevents the people from getting at it. Yeah, and I would, um, you know, to wrap on this part is we're not trying to be naive. We know that there's some difficult boards, and we know that they can uh, have their own self-serving interests and mm-hmm. things like that. So not trying to be naive. Trying to take the normal average board here is what we're really trying to do and say, you know, if you can establish a good relationship with your chairperson, you mm-hmm. might be the chairperson in some of our organizations, mm-hmm. spend time in board development, mm-hmm. you know, helping people understand what their roles are, mm-hmm. making sure what are the rules of the, of the road here. Do we want them actively engaged in the business or are they just advisors to the business? Mm-hmm. Get clarity on roles and expectations. Mm-hmm. Make sure that there's a little bit of development on the board. I serve, I've served on a good many boards. Um, I've got a board right now that I can't even tell you everyone around the table. We've never been introduced to each other even. <laughs> oh, you know, I know their start. name. Yeah. You know, and hey, I know you. Yeah, we meet a couple times. Uh, you know, we meet about once a quarter. You know, four times. It's probably about five times a year. I'm still relatively new to the board, but there are people on the board I don't even know. I can't. How am I going to be giving consistently good feedback to the CEO? Right. I coach about 15 to 20 CEOs right now, mm-hmm. and one of the things I'd say is. For people to understand how much of the time that when I coach a CEO is all about the board. Mm-hmm. Most people think it's about running the business. No, mm-hmm. it's about board management. Uh, that's a great point. I think people miss that. Yeah, we spend a lot of times, 40 to 60% of our time on the upcoming board meeting, board conflict. How do I get the board? Um, we just had a, I just had a conversation yesterday on my coaching call. We're introducing some new products. Is it time to go to the board yet? Mm-hmm. Or do we need to flush this out? And we had to really debate that. And we decided to wait to the next board meeting, but to start talking to a couple board members. Mm-hmm. The, the the chairperson of the board said, great call. Mm-hmm. If we had gone this time, mm-hmm. it would have been too much nitpicking oh, and, yes. and we weren't ready. And the idea may have gotten crushed too early. So 
understand that the board is there to serve you, mm -hmm. the organization, and the better that you can build a relationship, the better the board will be. Mm -hmm. So we're, we've got a few minutes left in the show. Lee, what are some of the, the key takeaways that, that you would take from both hiring people and being hired that you want our key listeners to know? Key takeaways from today, I'm, I'm going to talk about the speaker facilitation and training component because that's it. where a lot of my energy is. Yeah, go for it. I mean, if you, re you really do have to go find the right fit. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, if we have information on the website. Go there, look at it. You'll see my face. You'll see Jennifer. You'll see you, all that stuff. Um, we really don't want to have people with a bad outcome. We preach this all the time, right? So if you have that experience and you go, oh, this could have been better. It was good, but it wasn't great. You know, we want it to be great. Everybody wants that, right? Mm -hmm. So there's several things that you'll see there. There's some things that we are the subject matter expert in. There's other things that we drill on and become the subject matter expert in. Sure. Different verticals. I mean, uh, earlier today, I was in a meeting at Lynchburg. We were talking about, do you speak boomer? Mm -hmm. And there were some millennials at the table. And this was laugh out loud funny because they didn't understand a darn thing that I was saying. <laughs> I had to interpret it for them. Now that's not that's not that's funny and it's nice, but there's a serious note behind that because there are people of boomer generation who are managing millennials or, right. or vice versa. Sure. So that's the serious subject matter behind it, managing multiple people in the generations in the workforce. There's a ton of other things there. You mentioned the drama triangle. Um, God, any number of subjects that we could go there and talk to. So if you'd like to learn more about that, you know, go to voltageleadership.com, uh, you know, click on the speakers page, you'll see it all. Right. Yeah, I think for me, it's, uh, let me go to the, just the coaching. Um, make sure that for all these, you get a good fit. The coaching is there to be sort of a thinking partner, an accountability partner. Mm -hmm. I work with you guys. I know you guys. You're racked and stacked. Your days are full. Racked and stacked. You know, Scott Eplin, you know, yes, I love that. Yeah, I love Scott that says too. that. You know, we're all overworked. We're overwhelmed. What we try to do as coaches, as facilitators, as speakers is we try to really be there. I know Lee, Jennifer, and myself, we read a lot. We're mm -hmm. listening to podcasts all the time. We're mm -hmm. studying things. We're on mm -hmm. YouTube watching videos, trying to say, you guys are busy. Let us distill the critical information down to the, the mm -hmm. few bullet points that you can actually hear and absorb. And so the reason to do a coach you know, or a speaker is let us take the best practices and come to you and help. But also let us be that person that's kind of your oasis to be your thinking oh, partner. I love that. Yeah. So, so another way we add value to this interaction. Right. Like one of the one of the things you'll see in the speakers page is behind the manager's closed door. Just think about that subject and think about all the things that can happen, both negatively and positively. We have a great presentation that talks all about that. Yeah. And so your internal resources, fantastic. Use them. Make sure that you know how to, to use them. When's the right time to use a facilitator or not? But also know, hey, if you're going to go hire somebody, set some clear expectations, have good desired outcomes, mm -hmm. vet them well, make sure that you know what they are capable of doing. So we really appreciate it that you listen to us each and every week. We appreciate the letters and notes that we get throughout the course of the week. Mm -hmm. If you want to try to contact us throughout the course of the week, you can find us at www.voltageleadership.com. You can like us on Facebook at Voltage Leadership. Follow us on Twitter at JMU Jeff. You connect with Lee or I on LinkedIn at either Jeff Smith or Lee Hubert, Voltage Leadership Consulting. If you'd like to give us a call during the week, it's area code 540-798-1963. Each and every week, we try to bring you new and interesting topics, but you can also shape the show. Mm -hmm. So if there's something that you'd like to see on the show, mm -hmm. please send us an email, give us a call, and we'd love to incorporate it into the show. Mm -hmm. As we go out the next few weeks, we've got some authors coming on the show. We've mm -hmm. got a PhD student that's mm -hmm. thinking about the purpose 
and we've got some also case studies coming of our clients. So awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. Lee, thanks for being here with us today. Yes, sir. My pleasure. Happy to do it. I know you got to go run off to a speaking engagement. So thanks for uh, spending the time. And to our listeners, thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you again next week on Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Have an awesome week. Thank you for tuning in to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Please join your host, Jeff Smith, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll discuss another engaging topic next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.